if you're looking for a protein bar that you can eat before training, during training, after training, that's going to give you a source of high quality fats and carbs, as well as kale, spinach, and dark chocolate for your joints and your card that will help your cardio. Then go check out Black Belt Nutrition. They have a protein bar that was made specifically for jujitsu and MMA athletes and their high intensity needs. Go check out their Instagram page at Black Belt Nutrition underscore and check them out on Amazon. Welcome to the Black Boat Show, the greatest martial arts podcast on the internet. Today, we're bringing to you Ollie the Death Grip. He is a cerebral palsy athlete and one of the few cerebral palsy jiu-jitsu grapplers in the world. Today, he's going to be talking to us about his journey with cerebral palsy and training jiu-jitsu along with being a cerebral palsy athlete and using Jiu-Jitsu and his fitness journey is a way to inspire people with disabilities everywhere to show that they can do whatever they dream of, no matter what the limitations that society wants to put on them. Uh, Mr. Time. Ali, please give us a breakdown of where you're from. Uh, so I live in West London uh, in the UK. Um, I have lived here since I was three years of age. Um, but my parents uh, actually have a Iranian heritage. So my, my parents, um, they come from an Iranian background. Um, so really big on like the wrestling and all of that. Um, um, but yeah, I've, I've been in the UK since I was three years of age. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's where I'm from, basically. So uh, is there a lot of wrestling in Iranian culture that kind of influenced you or not necessarily? Uh, sorry, the, the audio kind of uh, cut out there. But, um, could you repeat that again, please? Yeah, I was wondering. So is there a lot of wrestling in Iranian culture that influenced you? Um, I wouldn't say... Um... I wouldn't say that aspect really influenced me, but um, but yeah, in Iran, like there's two there's two sports that are like um, that Iranians are quite good at. Basically, one of them is wrestling, and and the other one is weightlifting, which is mm. which is also kind of like what I do. But mm -hmm. but I, I wouldn't say um, I wouldn't say that that inspired me per se. It's it's just a pure coincidence, basically. Okay, it's in the blood. You don't even realize. Yeah it's, 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 yeah, it's in the blood, yeah. So then what was the martial arts scene like growing up in West London? Was there a lot of jujitsu when you were growing up or not really? Um, to, be, to be honest, um, I, I didn't really... So I, I only started looking into doing jujitsu like pre-COVID, just pre-COVID. Um, so about like 2020 ish but um but then obviously like everything shut down and and everything like that um so I, I had to kind of 
put it on hold while we all had to deal with this like um, crazy pandemic. Um, but before I got into BJJ, I, I actually did um, a, a martial art called uh, Wing Chun for no. seven years. I, I started that in 2012 uh, and I did that until 2019. Um, so yeah, I did that. And then I, I started my fitness journey, if you like, in 2019 um, as well. Um, so yeah, now now obviously I'm doing um, both the fitness and the and the jujitsu together now. So how do you like jujitsu compared to Wing Chun? Um, I think um, look, I I loved I loved Wing Chun. It was it was like um, you know because I idolized Bruce Lee growing up, and obviously Wing Chun was the first uh, martial art that Bruce Lee learned from, from his master. And then he kind of um, went from there. So because obviously Bruce Lee did it and I love Bruce Lee, I um, I really enjoyed it. But I think um, with jujitsu, like, I'm a very competitive person um, and I've always wanted to compete as well. Um, so for me, the thing that separates jujitsu from Wing Chun for me is that with jujitsu, like um, I'll have the opportunity to compete, um, and because I've wanted to compete in a in a um, competitive sport since I was a child, like that's a big um, big motivator for me, um, basically. Gotcha. So so before we start talking about your uh, jujitsu journey, I just want to give people a background how we found you found you through Submit the Stigma, and you submitted your story of being a cerebral palsy athlete. Um, and so could you kind of talk to us about cerebral palsy, uh, explain what it is, the challenges you face, and how that translated into jiu-jitsu, and how you're using jiu-jitsu to inspire people everywhere? Um, okay, so cerebral palsy is... Um... It's actually an umbrella term for a, a group of like neurological disorders that affect. Um, so basically, the area um, that is responsible for like balance and coordination. Um, so the area of the brain that's responsible for that is um, is damaged either during birth or shortly after birth. Um, now, in my, now, in my case, uh, I was born prematurely, so I was born at six months instead of nine months, so that is um, three months premature, um, and as a result of that, I was diagnosed with, um, with cerebral palsy, uh, which basically means that, um, to put it in a simple way, my, my brain the coordination between my brain and my muscles like isn't that good as in my brain sends the wrong signals to my muscles which means that my muscles are always like constantly super tight and um and contracted um so it's basically meant that um well when i was younger i was heavily dependent uh, on a wheelchair. Um, now I'm a lot less dependent on it. I can 
can get her arm on like a Zimmer frame and crutches now. Um, and that, that, that's due to the work that I've put in to, to kind of improve my condition. But, but um, yeah, yeah, that, that pretty much um, sums it up in like a simple way in terms of what um, cerebral palsy is really. So, so then how did you start doing jujitsu with this? Um, it's, it's funny because, so um, the first thing I, I started with is actually um, my fitness. Um, so um, obviously like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this back a bit just to, to give you guys um, like some real uh, context. Um, take it so back what, wherever you're going to need so to. So when I was younger, like um, um, I had a really tough time because um, growing up, like um, social media wasn't as big back then, like when, when I was growing up. So I had no um, examples like me to, to look up to and be like, oh, okay, this guy's like me. Um, so, you know, I can do X, Y, Z as well, even though, even though I'm like this. Um, and obviously society has a very negative perception uh, of those with disabilities. Um, so as a result of the fact that um, I didn't have any examples and the views that society had, I, I really struggled to, to fit in for one and also be happy with my situation. I kind of tried to run away from my my disability um, sort of thing. And even when it came to my physiotherapy, when I was a child, I was I was really lazy and stuff. I would always try and get out of it because my attitude was, oh, what's the point? Like I'm I'm not gonna get anywhere. There's no point. Um, and then when during secondary school, so. Uh, what you guys would call middle school and high school over there. Um, my friends actually invited me down to uh, play football or or, or soccer, um, as you guys like to call it over there. Um, so they they invited me down and I, and I played as a, a goalkeeper on my on my knees. And when I first started off, I, I was really bad. Like I was. I was letting goals in like every game, like loads of goals. I was, I was rubbish. But despite the fact that I was making mistakes, um, my friends would kind of always be there to pick me up. And gradually, like I improved and, and really got better. And, and it kind of like turned into a determination and a drive to, to improve. Um, and that's the point I think where it clicked and I realized if I put the work in, um, I can get results. Um, so fast forward um, to my, after my first year of um, college, I decided to go to Iran um, for a year of like intense physio. Um, and I improved my condition even further then when I got back to the UK um, I started my fitness journey in September 2019 uh, and I persisted with that 
until about May last year. Actually, it was a year on Wednesday. It was my one-year anniversary starting BJJ um, on Wednesday. Um, so in May last year, um, I found out that basically BJJ is beneficial to those with uh, CP, for one, and two, that I can compete. So I was like, yeah, let's, uh, let's, um, let's add another branch to this journey. I suppose, and um, and that that's basically how I um how I started jujitsu. I actually ran across my um my sensei's profile completely by accident because he happened to be on an Instagram live, and we happened to follow like some of the same people. So I just hopped on and I said, "Hey, like my name's Ali. I've got cerebral palsy. Like I want to train." And we exchanged a few messages and um, we haven't really looked back since. What did he, um, well, did you know what jujitsu was before this? Um, yes, I had an idea purely because, as I said, I wanted to start pre-COVID. So I'd, um, okay. I'd gone to a couple of dojos, like I'd, I'd done my research and kind of seen that, um, um, the benefits of jujitsu for someone with cerebral palsy. Um, so yeah, I didn't know what it is, and obviously, like because um, I love like MMA and boxing and and like combat sports. So I knew that um, BJJ is a massive like um, element of MMA. Um, so and I've, obviously, I've always been into that because of my love of like martial arts in general. Um, so yeah, I, I did have an inkling as to as to what it was. Was there ever any hesitation or concern on the coach's part about, you know, like, hey, you can get you can get hurt, or we've never had uh, to train a cerebral palsy athlete before? Um, I'm I'm very lucky in that sense, and I and I always tell people this, and I and I always shout out my coach as well because. Um, for a lot of people, you're right. They are they are very kind of hesitant because um, they you know they don't want to kind of take that risk if you like because um, people are scared of the unknown as I as I like to put it. But with um, with my coach, he was he was very honest with me. Um, I went to meet him with my mum like a week um before i started and he said to me because I, I realized as well that me and him like we're very similar in terms of like personality hobbies and stuff like that um he said to me look i've never trained somebody like you uh i've got zero experience but but one thing i can guarantee is that um i'll try my best and um and I'll try my best for you and um, and we'll just go for it. The only thing I ask is that you give me 100% as a student um, um, and that's it. And um, just know that it's a, it's a learning process for both of us because obviously I've never done something like this before, but he, he knew how strong I was because of my, my fitness page because I told him 
Like I've got cerebral palsy, but I'm I'm a strong guy. Like check out check out my page. Um, uh, so he he was very very open, um, and actually like even now when when whenever I go into sparring, or like I end up sparring with someone that's never sparred with me before, he's always there reiterating, "Do not go easy on this guy. There is absolutely no need." because put it this way like you asking me um about getting hurt and stuff um uh, you know as um I, I like to say that look this is um this is jujitsu so i mean if somebody like me were to sign up to do these sorts of things they they should know like what, what they're in for you know so um yeah um luckily there was um very kind of minimal hesitation um you know it's it's just there's going to be a lot of trial and error because um some things i may have to do differently but that's fine that and that's the beauty of jujitsu because everyone builds builds their own game like whether, whether you're disabled or, or able-bodied like everyone has things that they're better at and and they kind of build their game from there so yeah there um, was very little hesitation so I'm, I was very um, lucky in that did sense. you did you fall in love with it right away uh yeah I, I love it I love it um and, and I'll tell you why because um I'm very big on like trying to combat stereotypes and um, battle stereotypes, especially when it comes to people with disabilities. Like um, I want to change perceptions. I want to put put disability in a much more um, positive light because for a lot of people, they, they think of the word disabled and they kind of think that we live under a rock um, and like, you know, we. We don't have a life, basically, um, and this kind of feeds into the word, like inspiration as well, which which I will touch on um, later. Um, but basically, the, the great thing about jujitsu is that uh, when I get onto the mats, my disability becomes irrelevant, and and I love that because everyone is there for the same thing. You're, you're there to train. You're there to learn and you're there to improve. So whether you've had a shit day, whether you've had a good day, whether you're able-bodied, whether you're disabled, like all, all of that goes out the window. So, that, so that's the first thing. Secondly, um, with jujitsu, I have the opportunity to change a person's perception of me before they even had a chance to form one. And, and the reason I say this is because when I spar with somebody, like, and even when I sparred with uh, people when I first joined, like they didn't know what, what to expect. And then I went in there and, and kind of like got my grips and like roughed them up a bit and sort of like, obviously they, they weren't expecting me to be so strong. So you can, you can tell by the expression on their face, they're like, holy crap, like this guy, this guy is strong. Uh, and then they, um, 
they no longer form that like negative perception of me because they can they can see the perception of me like in front of their eyes because a lot of the time with perception the reason why it occurs is because uh, what people think um, is often so different from the reality of the situation and that kind of middle ground is like where the perception occurs but if you see the reality straight away there's no chance to form a perception so that yeah i love i love jujitsu and it's giving me friends as well which is which is another bonus so this transition what was more what was the hardest part about starting off um you know what were the hardest things and how did you combat them uh, i think even even now, to be honest, I um, I find it like I find this quite difficult. But um, the type of person that I am, like I'm, I'm very harsh on myself. Like I'm my own, I'm my own harshest critic because I want to be, I want to be the best version of me. I, I want to improve. Like um, so I'm I'm like super harsh on myself. Um, and because BJJ is like so such a technical um such a technical sport like the the improvement is so slow at times and and sometimes you feel like you're not even improving to be honest like there are days you'll go to the dojo and you'll be like well i didn't do anything today um but that's not the reality because um uh you know big improvements come over time due to small improvements that build up especially in this in this sport but the thing is because I'm so harsh on myself there are times like where I do really beat myself up um and I think I think that for me um was and still is the hardest thing but but one of the ways I do cope with that is luckily um, I have a lot of footage of myself because obviously I film videos and stuff for like my page and stuff. And sometimes when you look back, when you take an opportunity and you pause and you look back at like older videos, um, you then you can really see like, okay, like, you can reflect and you can see like okay i've i've actually improved uh, and i think the most important thing to do is to to really uh take a step back and and pause and really give yourself an opportunity to reflect um that's the best way to deal with it i think gotcha ali i feel like this is self-explanatory but how did you get the nickname the death grip um, I, it kind of started off as a joke at first. So um, I was sparring with one of the guys at our, um, our academy and, um, and uh, he said to me like in the middle of the round, he was like, bro, like you've got a death grip. And then like everyone started laughing and then it just stuck like, and that's what everyone's been calling me since because like my grips are, are so strong um 
like even my um our head instructor who is like double my weight and he's an absolute beast of a man more than double my weight actually um i think it was like a couple of days ago he got me in a in a kimura and i had a hold on my own um trousers um and he was trying to like break my my grip and it, it took him it took him a while so we were just like stuck there while he was trying to break my grip and then when he eventually got it and i and i tapped we kind of um like kind of laughed at each other and he looked at me and he was like mate like your grip is actually ridiculous um so yeah it started off as a joke and now it, it, it's kind of um it's kind of stuck um and that that's where it started from really because somebody just happened to shout like yo you've got a death grip and um and yeah that's um that's where it came from i see what do you use to strengthen your grips um so i do a lot of like um pull-ups and um like uh, i don't know if you guys know like the gymnastics rings yeah um so i do a lot of pull-up variations on um on those i do like static holds um so currently i'm i'm, I'm aiming for a minute um where i just like um hold my weight and just no pull-ups no nothing just just kind of hold myself there i'm have you ever tried the, the the club bells? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think um, I think I've actually seen something similar because um, <laughs> Iranian like wrestlers use them quite a lot, uh, yeah. like these, um, and they're made of wood, and some of them are like huge, like massive. Um, so yeah, I've, I've seen them, um, but uh, yeah, I, I just. Um, I just do a lot of um a lot of static holds and obviously like having to train with like weights and stuff like you're always gripping onto something so so that that kind of helps as well um but the way that I train with my with my um PT like our style of training because like when we train it's it's like one exercise to the next exercise so we train in like supersets so i hardly get any rest um when i when i weight train um so i think that's that's helped my my grip as well um so, along with like all the pull-ups and stuff um yeah so you want to be a competitor you're competing i believe august 21st uh august the 20th is my first competition yeah this 20th um so yeah, like I um I do want to compete. It's one of the biggest reasons I um I picked up the sport. Um and I want to compete in both para and able-bodied um competitions. Um so the big the big big para jujitsu competition that I'm aiming for is the one that um takes place in Abu Dhabi. There's a massive para jiu-jitsu competition that takes place in Abu Dhabi um, as part of the um, AJP tour, I think they call it. Um, so th that's the big one. Um, 
this one that I'm competing in in August is also a para, para jiu-jitsu competition uh, that's taking place in the UK. Um, so I'm like, I'm working really hard in the background because um, I, I really want to try and uh, try and go for that W, man. I, I don't train for anything less. I want to give myself the the best chance to win. I know, I know that I may not necessarily win, but I want to put myself in the best position to win. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But that's how you get better, right? Exactly. Exactly. You you leave no stone unturned. You um you put all the work in that you can behind the scenes, and then you go in with no regrets because you know you've tried your best. And if you lose, it's actually better in some ways because um it gives you something to work on. So then what has your been your favorite moment so far in jiu-jitsu? And how do you think your body has changed um, before jiu-jitsu, doing, after jiu-jitsu? I think my, my favorite moment just um, in general is like the, the kind of um, shock that... Um, that people get from like sparring with me or, or kind of the whole, the reaction as, as, to, as if to say, oh, this is not what I was expecting. Um, like that's, um, like that's definitely my, my most favorite thing about the sport. Um, and in terms of like the way that I've changed, um, it's just helped me in my day-to-day -day life because I've, I've become, I'm like stronger now. I've become like more flexible. My range of movement has improved. So um, it's made me like more independent, which, uh, which is actually one of my other goals. I, I want to be as independent as possible and I'm, I'm getting there. And um, this is one of the reasons. Um, so um, yeah, but definitely my favorite moment in general, is just uh, the the shock factor, man. That's I, I love shocking people, mm. um, wh whether that be in fitness or, or in jujitsu, whatever. Um, um, you know, that's uh, that's what I live for. What's your What's your biggest shock moment? Where you, some guy was just like, "What the fuck?" and you were just uh, like, "Hell yeah!" Uh, um, I, I think. Uh, there was one where like, um, so I managed to take somebody's back um, and I kind of got them uh, in like a, um, like a kind of a, a lapel choke from, from the back. And then you could see that like, the guy didn't want to tap. And uh, my uh, sensei was like, he, he could see the guy's face was like changing the um, <laughs> changing color and my, my sensei was like hold it hold it do not let go he's going out hold it and then he eventually tapped and and he was like dude I, I was like gonna I was like gonna pass out and then and I was like why didn't you tap bro <laughs> and, and then yeah I think like that's um but our academy is great like that's um 
the atmosphere in our academy is amazing. Like all the guys there are like brilliant people, very nice, like um, very supportive. Um, it's um, I love I love going there to train. It's a it's a brilliant atmosphere to to be a part of, really. Who would you think say is other than your head coach has been the biggest positive influence over all this? That when you get bad, I'm because I'm sure you get bad days because I mean we get bad days over everything, no matter who you are, where you are. So who would you say other than your head coach has been your biggest source of positivity on those days that you're just not feeling it? Um, to be honest, uh. I've got so many that it's like it's hard to pinpoint it on on one person but like my my group of friends from secondary school like they're they're definitely like amazing um, my mom and dad who like work relentlessly behind behind the scenes and are very supportive of like everything that I do because it um, like obviously I'm in really good shape and uh, I'm on a diet most of the time my mom like does 90% of the meal prepping and stuff like it's my dad that kind of uh, takes me to training brings me back or uh, takes me to competitions and whatever so like my friends and my, my parents um, and like my personal trainer who, who I weight train with like everyone's and even my physiotherapist who, who I work with, I, I've basically got a whole whole team around me that that um, is um, facilitating what I do. So uh, I've got to thank all of them. Really, it's it's hard to kind of single out one uh, one person. Shout them out. Um. So shout out to back back to basics, which is my um physiotherapy team back to basics therapy um pure pure jujitsu which is which is my academy um uh, i love you guys um obviously my, my mom and pops um and like all my friends like they they know who they are so um yeah big big shout out to you guys um everyone's playing their part and uh not none of this would be possible without without you guys so um Thanks a lot. Well, it sounds like you got a lot of great friends and great relationships. And I think that's something a lot of people would kill for. Mm, no, it's, it's, um, it's very, very important, man. And, and that's why I'm like, I'm like open to doing these sorts of things because like, this is how you form like new, new relationships. And I'm always like open to meeting new people and making friends and, and all that sort of stuff. So when you when you asked me to be on this podcast, I was I was very happy, man. I was um, was more than happy to do this. So uh, thanks a lot. Absolutely. You're diagnosed with cerebral palsy, which is something where your brain sends um, signals to your body. I guess to sum it up quickly, right? Yeah. So. When you're doing sport like jujitsu that has such a big, um, you need so much, you need just as much from your mind as you need from your body, even though it's a physical sport. So 
where do you find yourself your i guess i'm trying to think how to explain this question when your body is giving you the problem during jiu-jitsu how does your mind and mental react um i think it's just the case of like um because one of my other coaches the the way he put it is that look um your people are on top of you you're like they're trying to throw you around they're putting like pressure on you like their weight is on top of you like he said disability aside even we we find it hard to move around sometimes like when when you've got all this going on and like the other person trying to react and stuff so, but for me i think um and this is something my um our head coach told me as well um um i think the thing that separates me from like other individuals is that um i'm always like just fighting man like even if i'm put in the in the worst position or somebody's about to get me in an armbar or like they've got me in a choke or something i i, I will fight until the last second where i have to i have to tap but like, i i don't accept any position that i'm in i'll always try and find a way to fight out of it or or do something because i, I see a lot of people like they they get put in a certain position and they kind of just um accept it and they're like oh but i i don't do that um so i think like mentally um i'm very strong and that and that kind of and that comes from my like drive to to want to improve and to want to show people that like i'm i'm here and and i belong here i'm not i'm not here just to make up the numbers or or for you to think that like I'm I'm an easy pushover because of my situation so I think it's just about being like mentally strong really and knowing that all of this will lead to your your improvement um or, or at least like that's the way I see it anyway but but so um, then you got to be present in the moment um, and this is all part of the plan to get better. So then what's your big dream, not only on the mats, but off the mats? In the grand scheme of things, what's your big dream? What's your big goal? We know you want to be a competitor, but what do you really want to do? I think, well, one, one of my biggest goals is to be one, one of the first people with cerebral palsy to um, become a BJJ black belt. Um like that, that is definitely a massive goal of mine. Um, and, and the other goal of mine is a very simple one, but it's big for me. Um, but it's to, it's to get my platform to the point where like I can be that example to children in my situation that, that I didn't have. Um, because like I really want um, kids with with CP and and with any other disability, to be honest, to know that despite what society 
thinks um, you can make something of yourself. Um, and to, to be able to give back to the next generation, like that's, um, that's a massive goal of mine. And, and it's arguably the more important goal in my book because like individual goals are great. Um, but if you can help others, like that's, um, that's more rewarding uh, for me um, in my book. Um, so yeah, it's my, my goal is to just give back and, and hopefully be an example and also make, make the sport more inclusive as well. Encourage more disabled people to take up um, jujitsu. Like I, I'd love to even um, take it to the point where I can potentially open up a, uh, an academy for those with disabilities where I'm the one teaching them. Because, again, that's another way to give back. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd say, um, I'd say th those are my two um, big, big, big goals, along with, obviously, like, trying to be as independent as I can be, um, which is another one. But, yeah, the, the giving back, that, that for me, like, it's, it's the most important thing because... I um I actually read a quote the other day, um, um and it was, uh I think it was something like being disabled, uh means being placed in a system that's designed to stop you from succeeding, and and my reaction to that quote was, well I'm gonna be the one to break that system. Fuck yeah. So like yeah. Um th yeah, th those are my goals basically. Um so then to wrap up the show, let's say somebody has a disability or someone, even if they are not, even if they're an able-bodied uh, individual and they just don't believe in themselves, they're finding a hard having a hard time finding finding the courage to be that person they really do want to be. What message do you have them? I, I would say, um, look, um, keep, I would say keep persisting because despite all the no's, you're only one yes away. So just, so just be persistent. Um, and also learn, learn to be, comfortable in your own skin because once you're comfortable in your own skin and you you accept your situation and you start looking at the things that you can control rather than the things that are out of your control that that's when you start to build confidence and with confidence everything else comes so um yeah that that would be my biggest piece of advice like just being persistent like knocking on doors and also um just uh learning to be comfortable in your own skin all right brother thank you no thank you for coming on thank you for sharing your story thank you for being a source of inspiration and thanks for being a new friend to us
No problem. I, I've loved being on, man. Um, it's, it's no problem at all. It's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure um, chatting to you guys. So we're gonna have you on again after August twentieth after your first competition. Yeah, of course, man. Let's uh, let's do it. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll have some good things to talk about. <laughs> Speaking but, of um, the competition, what's your game plan? Um, my game plan is simple. Just try my um, put all the work in behind the scenes, as I'm doing now, um, like train really hard um just be ready and um and try my best really do you have a go-to so, submission uh I, i'd say my, my go-to submission is definitely the kimura man I, I love i love getting the kimura especially from from bottom because people mm. and 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 that's and that's the great thing about me is that even though people may consider me to have some disadvantages because of my situation, I actually pull some stuff off that a lot of people may consider unconventional, but, but it gives me an advantage because people aren't expecting it along with my grip. And this is why I bring it back to uh, the beauty of jujitsu because everyone builds their own game. So, um, so yeah, but I, I love the I love the Kimura grip, man. Because once I once I set that grip, you you're, you're not over. getting out. You're not getting out. Like mm. you can you can even like try and rock. Like I've had people try and roll out of it, and they have. But I've still I've still got the grip. So then I'll come up and and try something else. Um, so I, yeah, I love I love the Kimura grip, man. That's that's my favorite. So we're looking forward to the BJJ fanatics, the Death Kimura grip, one day. Yeah, of course, man. Of course, if I if I ever if I ever come over to the states, I'll um like I'll um I'll hopefully uh get to go to some dojos and like we'll, I'll um I'll show you guys what I can do at some point in the future, hopefully. Hey, I got a fucked up shoulder, so you can get me the death Kimura and ruin my shoulder. Yeah, no, we wouldn't wanna, wouldn't wanna do that, um, no. cause, cause I, I like you. Um, no, so thanks, sir. I, I, I wouldn't wanna do that. Yeah, I'll stick you on someone I don't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, uh, if you don't like someone, just, uh, just let me know. Send them to you. Yeah, send them, send them to me. Yes, sir. But yes, we'll catch up back with you after August 20th. Win or loss or draw, whatever, I know there will be good stuff to say because you're a positive individual and I know I know that things are going to go well regardless of the actual outcome. Thanks, man. I, uh, I really appreciate that. Thanks for, um, thanks for again having me on. Like, thanks for the, the support. It, it means a lot. Um, that like you guys are um, kind of invested in my journey as well. Like it, it means a lot to me. So, um, 